0: hi 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 this is vernita i am the founder of breaking the silence on domestic violence i have some awesome leaders with me um we are spreading awareness on domestic violence and spiritual abuse um we come to you tonight from my table their tables to spread awareness and to highlight topics that people do not want to talk about so I'm gonna have each one of them to give you a short intro, and then we're gonna get right into our interview. Miss um, Corticia, can you
1: introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is minister Corticia Skinner. I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight. Just a little bit about myself. I am a um, career counselor at Pitt Community College. Been doing that for a couple of months now, but I have 16 years of experience with Pitt County Schools. I am a divorced mother of two. <laughs> so this would be interesting talking about Christians and divorce. Really interested in that part of the conversation. And I'm just super excited, and I love God, and I've been saved pretty much all of my life. So I love God and I'm so, so excited to be participating in this, this discussion with you today. I hope that we say something or do something that helps um, someone today. So so happy to be here.
0: All right. Barnita.
2: Hi, hi, hey, hey. I am Barnita Bynum. I'm co-pastor of True Fellowship Church. Um, as Courticia said, I am also a divorced mother of two but I have since remarried after my divorce and there's going to be some very interesting stuff come out tonight that people really don't look at. And they don't think about um, when you think about Christian women and Christian men and divorce and stuff like that. Um, I've been saved now for over 25 years. Um, Ex crack addict. Don't take it back. Um, I did it. God delivered me and I'm happy, satisfied. I'm saved. I'm married and I'm living a good life.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. All
3: right, Miss Redmond, Miss Tricia. Hello, everyone. My name is um, Tricia Redmond. I am a nurse by profession. I am an ordained elder. I am happily married to one man, the great Reverend Rob Redmond. Um, I am also the founder of Beauty for Ashes Transformational Ministries. There will be more to come in 2021 with that, and I am excited. And you know, very enthused about this topic on tonight, and pray that someone gets something out of something that said tonight that will help them. All right, and thank you to our viewers who are tuning
0: in all over. I'm going to give the ladies just a few seconds if they want to share to their pages, they can. So, if we have viewers out, you can um, you can comment. All your comments, we will try to get to them. Um. Hold on guys, Apostle is trying to get in. Okay, so um, so if you guys want to go ahead and share the pages, but if we have our viewers who want to send um, comments or who want to ask questions, all you have to do is drop, drop it in the comments. And so we're going to get right into this. Um, as much of you know, domestic violence is my my passion. I am a survivor. So, you know, I don't want anyone to go through anything that I've been through. So if I could spread awareness, educate and prevention is very important to me. So um, I'm going to I'm going to ask uh, Miss Trisha if she would um, give us a definition of what domestic violence is to her.
3: Um, Domestic violence to me has started to mean so many things down through the years. I know as when I was young, I just thought about domestic violence as a man beating a woman. But as down through the years have come, I have learned that that is, is so much more than that. I think domestic violence involves anytime anybody has any power over someone else, whether it's intimidation, physical um, verbal, financial abuse. It can be uh, a woman can be an abusing a, um, a man, a man or woman can be abusing a child, um, elderly. It's to me, it's when someone else possesses some power over another individual. Whether it's there's so many different realms to it. So um, domestic violence has a lot of realms to it. Exactly, and and so I'm
0: glad that you pointed it out. Um, it is what an intimate um, domestic violence is with an intimate partner. And um, there are so many different forms of abuse. Tonight, we're going to focus on the spiritual abuse. But, you know, just so people understand that when you're dealing with abuse, you're not just dealing with someone who's physically, you know, um, hitting you, um, sexually um, assaulting you. But then you have emotional, you have psychological, you have spiritual you know, um, it's seven different forms. So um don't ever think that um just because he's not hitting you or she's not hitting you, that um that you're not in some form of abuse, exactly. there's a possible. Hey, <laughs> <sexually assaulted. laughs> And um, and, um so into it. I'm like gonna ask Apostle to give us a slight um intro you know, of who it is So um don't ever think that um, someone has their um not hitting, you, not hitting you that um that you're not in some form of abuse all you, know, you, you uh <laughs> so if, um, so i'm, I'm going to ask the to on their page if you can type it so we can get into it never think that someone don't there um that um okay it's apostles so apostle if you can turn um I think you shared it. So if you can turn that off and then I'm going to unmute you so you can introduce yourself to the people. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. She was sharing it, guys. So give it just one second. But we're going to (laughs) go. We're going to go into um, just a little bit more. So I know. So I sent you, ladies, some of the questions, you know, um, for this interview. So let's jump right into it. Um, Spiritual
1: abuse. Do anyone want to tackle what spiritual abuse is? I mean, I saw spiritual abuse as when leaders use their power, use their um, influence um, to control members by manipulating scripture, by protecting certain members of clergy, by protecting um, certain members of clergy, uh, and you know members tend to be very vulnerable, especially new members in the church tend to be very vulnerable when it comes to their leaders. And so they look to their leaders for protection, for guidance, for uh, wisdom. And sometimes um, leaders abuse that power uh, by manipulating their members with abuse. That's what I saw spiritual abuse as. I would love to know where everybody else got.
0: <laughs> Bernita?
2: Amen, amen.
1: She pretty <laughs> much summed
2: it up. Because Mm -hmm. most of the time, someone that's in power um, and when you're a leader and people look to you, they expect um, for the things that you tell them to be the truth. They expect for you to lead them in the right way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes leaders have um, other motives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a leader with family in the church, we have to be very particular, um, like she said, about protecting those. I have no respect for person. Right is right and wrong is wrong. My mm-hmm. child, your child, it doesn't matter. Um, and Bernita, you know I say that all the time. I, I don't mm-hmm. sugarcoat who my children are. They are who they are and that does not affect my calling. But mm-hmm. you have some that will, you know, just because that's their child or that's their mom or their brother or their sister, they are kind of sugarcoat or cover. Um, but when it's other people, they will use their power to manipulate and make them feel as though they're not doing what they're supposed to do, but in all actuality, it really falls the other way. Another way that I've seen um, spiritual abuse is, as I was sharing with you guys earlier, you cannot um, expect during this pandemic, and I and I have to use this as an example, during this pandemic, and I won't call names for the sake of just not calling names because that's not what we're here for. Right. right. Um, You know to demand that your people are in church um, without mask every Sunday regardless as to how many people are supposed to be there you're using your spiritual power over them Mm -hmm. and to have people calling to find out why aren't you here this that the other Um, to me it's almost like a cult because you want people there Mm -hmm. regardless Um, you don't know whether they're sick you don't know if they've been sick you don't know if you're gonna get sick um, and you just have disregard for anything the governor has said and you use your power to overpower them to make them feel as though they should be in the house and not obey the laws of the land. The Bible does not just, uh-huh. apply we want it to apply. It applies all the time. And the Bible declares to obey those who have rule over you. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, we even shut down. Mm-hmm. We didn't say, oh, we're small. We can still go. No. No. We shut down. We went outside Mm -hmm. because we had to obey the laws of the land. And we could have said, but the people that we pastor would have said no, flat Mm out. And that pretty much would have been that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) uh, pastor, I understand, but they have to be comfortable comfortable enough to say, but some people aren't comfortable enough to go to their pastor and say, look, um, I don't think that we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. And this, this lets me know that, you know, they have a stronghold over their congregation mm-hmm. because nothing that they say or do is wrong. And I'm not going to say that we're perfect because we're not, and we will accept criticism.
3: Mm-hmm. Just do it
2: that way. We're not, right. you know, we don't dictate. We, we fellowship, we, we, we pastor the people. Um, and, and, and there's a difference. Yeah. We have the power to say or to do, but we don't have to exhort our power over the people if you have a clear understanding of where everybody stands
0: exactly Um, so i want to go and uh, i'm glad that we're we're getting where we are so we're going to dig into a little different um so you most of you are leaders you know people come to you and and, and myself, I am a minister. So I do have people who contact me other than besides, you know, when it's dealing directly with domestic violence. So um, and there have been situations that I've been called. Um, we're going to try to add a pulse in again um, what, where I have been called and, you know, people are dealing with abuse. Um, and what, what I do love about my pastor is he's not so above and beyond. Can't say. Um, well, you know, if somebody calls him that's dealing with abuse, he'll say, I'm gonna, you know, include my minister in this because she has the resources that can help you. You know, he's not so above himself where, you know, um, well, I'm gonna try to figure this out. You know, nobody you know, no. So um, I'm gonna get um co pastor and apostle to answer this. So you have someone to come to you they're being abused um and of course they don't want everybody to know but they trust their leaders enough to come to you and say hey i got things going on at home you know i'm being confused um and I will say this: abuse is not always um, visible. A lot of abuse is not visible. You know? so, what do you say to that young or that young man that comes to you and say, "Listen, I need to talk. I'm being abused. You know, um, this is going on. I come here. I come here for my son You know, what do you say to them?" Um, and I will say this: abuse. Is- Um,
2: what, what I would say to them, because like you stated earlier, everyone who comes is not a Christian. And so Mm -hmm. some people don't know how to pray. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would try to find out what, what is the, the, the root of the problem that's going on. Um, and of course you always offer prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you, you have to find out what's really going on? Why is this happening? Um, what is, I won't say the cause of it, but you want to know, um, how was it triggered? What, what happens? Um, how long has this been going on? What is it that you want to do? What do you need for me to do for you? Because I'm not in the situation. I can't tell someone to just stay there. I can't tell someone to leave. Um, but what do you want to do? And whatever you want to do, I'm going to try to help you in any way that I can. And of course we're going to pray. Um, but in the meantime, what do you want to do? What, what can I do to help you feel safe? Um, and not have to return to wherever you you, you're going back to or whatever you're going back to because sometimes people just need an outlet. Um, they just need a few days. They just need time to get themselves together. Um, You know, you can't always say, well, just pray about it, baby. And it's going to be okay." Um, We know that God is a God who answers prayer. Right. You know, but what if they're not a prayer person? What if they just don't pray? What if they just need some help? What if they caught in a spot where they're just, you know, they they just come in off the street and they need help? I can't go back. I'm I'm running for my life. So, you Mm -hmm. know, just just saying, well, pray about it, baby, is not always the answer we got to right. get and see what can I do to help you to make you feel safe that that mm-hmm. would be the first step that I so, will.
0: okay now I'm gonna take this a little deeper and Tricia I want you to chime in on this so and then I'm gonna come back to you um, um, co-pastor and the reason being because you have children in the church okay so um, <laughs> Trish so say for instance um, A young lady come to you um, And we just Gonna say her boyfriend is the Musician Okay he's the Musician he's over everything And um, This is pastor son You know we, we gonna put It out there because this is stuff that really Happens okay Um, She come to you. She feel comfortable enough to come to you and she tell you, she said um, she pulls you to the side and say, hey, um, I need to. you're the only one that I trust. You know, I need to talk to you. Well, last night, such as such, you know, he beat me um, and nobody's going to believe me um, because, you know, that's pastor's son. And I don't want to embarrass the church. What do you say to her? You're still on mute, Tricia. I
2: think
0: it's screen. You're on mute. Y'all know things happen. This is what happens when we go live. (laughs) Okay, let me let her know. Um, Co-pastor. Yes. Can you answer?
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) Because I got children in the church. (laughs) Yes. Yes okay well first and foremost we have to be very tactful in, in how you conversate because you got to think about this person's safety and the fact that she reached out huh? you're going hear me? in and out we can now
0: can y'all hear me we can now can, y'all can y'all hear you me? start over yeah oh i'm on mute
3: oh <laughs> well, how did that happen
0: i don't know but, can, can you,
1: you hear me now? So our viewers mm-hmm, so our viewers can hear you. Because we can, can hear me? anything. Yes. Yes. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Can you hear us? hold on guys i'm sorry i'm
4: sorry y'all okay (laughs) all right um (laughs) i I don't know how to work neither one of them to get in it
1: I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) All
0: right. So we're going to go to, um, we're going to go to, um, Barnita. So, um, apostle be thinking about this. We have a young lady who comes to you and, um, going to rephrase this just a little bit because of, um, you all being the leaders of, you know, in leadership position with your church. So you have a young lady that comes to you. She pulls you to the side and she say to you, um, you know, I trust you, so I'm coming to you. Um, the musician is her boyfriend um that could possibly be your family. And he's beating me. Um, I don't feel safe going back home. What advice do you give her? What do you do to help her? Or do you just say that's my family? So you know, I'm not gonna believe it because he don't he I never seen him act that
4: way. Well, first of all, um, let me just introduce myself. Okay, Pastor Pia from New Birth Life Ministry. Sorry, y'all, I I I couldn't get in. But um, howdy, everyone! Thank y'all for inviting me in. Um, First of all, um, being in leadership um, is very important. I I I like the way that um, Co-Pastor Barnita was speaking on. being in leadership and and um helping the people and guiding them the right way first of all favoritism and, family and being the leadership you can't do that in the ministry we got so many it's a lot of people don't like to deal with family and churches because when you get a whole family in the church it can be a mess um as far as you know um saying favoritism this or favoritism that, but you got to take that out of the equation and you got to look at the needs of the people. Um, even though the family member came and, um, I mean, someone came and said, it was my family member. baby, I can't look at that. I got to look at the needs of the person that came for the help and, um, pulling that family member to the side and telling them the right thing. um, it might hurt, but, you know, got to tell them the right thing uh, because you can hurt um, the person that came in that was vulnerable and needed the help. Um, so you can't you can't have room for, for favoritism or looking at it being a family member. You got to be led by God and do the right thing um, so that because you're not looking at it as family. You're looking at it as an individual that's calling and need help. So you got to start, you know, getting some help. Um, to that person. And if you got to call that family member, to say, I don't care about them getting mad. You got to help the person that is in need mm-hmm. because um, Jesus left one, left them all just to follow one, to help so, that one. So we got to be Christ-like. We got to help that one person. Um, family member, favoritism with family member, you you can't. So um, you would deal with that individual and you would just go to that family member and tell them. Or either you could call a meeting with them and have them to come in and to see what the issue or the root of the problem is and deal with it.
2: That's right.
0: All right, Bernita?
2: Um, To piggyback off of what she said, favoritism mm-hmm. is never, um, should never be in the church. And as you stated, I do have family in the church and you know, when you yeah. said malicious, this, this, that, the other. I said she's trying to be funny, <laughs> but <laughs> I do understand the scenario is what it is. And you know, like she said, um, first of all, because I I am a woman, um, no man should be hitting a woman, and vice versa. My right. dad always said, "Keep your hands to yourself." If you woman enough to give a lick, um, you might want to be woman enough to take it back. But I don't want to be hit, so I keep my hands to myself. Um, right. and, and that's what I try to um, instill in my children: keep your hands to yourself when you're in a relationship, <laughs> because you know stuff happens. But in the instance if it was in the church, oh, we would have to call a meeting, um, right? And 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 the person would not if they didn't want to go back home, they wouldn't have to go back home. But we would have to call a meeting, and we would have to call a meeting as soon as Pastor got out the pulpit, because ain't no going home and taking this with you, and you're gonna go home. And catch that again. Now we're gonna go ahead and try to deal with this and see what the problem is. See if if separation is needed, and if separation right. is needed, we're gonna try to get some help and get Sister Boom Boom somewhere where she can feel safe. Um, and I know sometimes it's not that cut and dry right.
1: because right. some people right. are just
2: really mean mean. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you will have to handle it with um, with. Um, with care but at the same time you can't blemish the church because when well, I went to get help and they wouldn't help me because that right. was the musician and that was the son or that was right. the nephew or that was the brother or stuff mm-hmm. like that no, no, that's not that's not what the church is for um, like she said, Jesus went and got the one and left the 99 um,
1: right.
2: you're not going to leave without us at least you um, Trying to see what's go, what's going on, um, and and it may be a situation where she doesn't want you to say anything in that particular setting. So you may have to pick and choose your time to say something about it. But because it was brought to you, you cannot ignore right. it. Regardless like right. it So it's not right. something that can be ignored. Um, you never ignore when a person is crying out for help, because mm-hmm. you don't right. know that like, that that cry is going to be the last cry so you you have to use your discernment and pray within yourself god how do i handle this how do i right. handle this and handle it now so that mm-hmm. it comes to a stop
4: right right you
2: know so you can't just ignore it
4: and you know right. um it oh, okay but well, just speaking Good. on that we, um co pastor up our need. and um yeah because you know just if you you got to get to the root of that because you never mm-hmm. know how many other people that have went through that in the minutes in the church with the same um, musician or whoever it is that's causing mm-hmm. it and once you um, bring that bring light to that you realize that maybe this been going on or it, he had affected or hurt other people, people. and mm-hmm. um so it is uh you need to have a meeting like you said immediately because that one hurt can damage um, a lot of people in the ministry, or uh, a lot of people can be already damaged from that one hurt. And so by uh, calling it out or, or speaking on it, talking about it, you'll realize that a lot of more may have been hurt by the same person, um, whether it's family member or not. And, yeah. um, and you know, sometimes when you start to getting into, you'll realize it, even... It comes out of the church and it could be happening. This same person could be doing it in in the home. He could be doing it with other family members. And so mm-hmm. dealing with it. Go ahead on and deal with it. You know, you you're probably helping a lot of people. Because I'm okay, sure that so- family member didn't just do it to them. He's done it to right many folks. It don't never start just with that one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that mess is already in.
1: And I want to, if I, if I may, just it back a little bit on what both of you guys are saying. I think it's uh, the, the important things that we are picking out in this conversation are the spiritual aspects to this conversation. We got to pray. We got to discern. We got to understand that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So immediately we got to understand the spirit that we're dealing sure. with. So mm-hmm. wow. we, can, we can have all the meetings we want. If the pastor's son is the, the super duper musician that he is and he's going to that meeting with me who's accusing him of this heinous thing. And he say, I didn't do that. I don't know what she's talking about. I ain't do that. Then another part of spiritual abuse that I have seen in the church is victim shaming. The victim says he's doing this. He says, no, I'm not, right? So now he's here to go and tell the keyboard player, the guitar player. Right. right, and now spiritual abuse happens in gossip in the church. Now I'm, right. Right. I'm the one that's being attacked now because we have this dynamic musician, dynamic preacher, dynamic pastor. Right, I come forth. I can, I gotta prove it somehow. And then when I don't, I'm the one that's shunned from church. So and what do we do? I've seen it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, hand. I've seen it happen firsthand. And so one of the, um one of um, the the uh-huh. viewers said, "Do you sit them down or do you allow them to continue to play?" Uh-huh. That Mr. Dennis is-
2: said, "Sit them down."
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and they would have to sit down. They would have to sit down mm-hmm. until we find this. You know, get to the root. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe that. You know if you're in a relationship and you come to church and you're doing this at the other that someone's just going to come in and flat out come a lot and this goes as to knowing your child because you have to know those who labor amongst you and um right, right. You, know, you you have to know them and as pastor um apostle said um stuff don't just happen it didn't just happen the first time And somewhere down the line, you discern something about this person. Mm -hmm. And especially if they're family, you're going to feel something anyway. You're going to know something anyway. So you can't ignore the signs because somewhere down the line, you've seen a sign. You've seen a sign that this could be true. This could be happening. This person could be an abuser. You just have to put in your mind, how many times have you seen them blow up off of nothing? Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen them act unseen? Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen them just kind of look and come in church and I'm going to sit over here and she's going to sit over there? And it's not like a gracious sit, it's an attitude. The mm-hmm. body, the body, the posture of the body, the body gestures that they come in with on Sundays. You can look amongst your congregation and tell what's going on. I know when every one of our members come in and they're not right, I can look at their face and tell, I'll be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go and fix this before praise and worship even start. Let me go and start praying. That's the important thing that you have to. You can't be blind to it. Mm-hmm. You have to see and you have to be discerning mm-hmm. as to what's yeah. coming in the congregation, what's coming in through the doors. And you can feel the vibes if you're in tune with Him and your discernment is on tap, on mm-hmm. spot. Because, you know, folks just ain't going to lie. No, folks don't need that needed attention. Nobody wants anybody to know that they're getting beat up.
0: Right. And and then, um, so, you know, we talked about other forms of abuse, you know, um, we did just dig out the physical abuse. So, um, a lot of times people don't come forth because of the victim shaming as, um, minister Skinner was saying. And so, you know, um, and, and, let's be real it will be hard to come to your pastor if it's his son his nephew or something like that because you're afraid are they going to believe me you know what I mean but as you all said um, a lot of times the the signs are there and I can say this as a survivor and as a woman who has been through um, domestic violence a lot of times we feel that we can fix him or he can fix me, you know, that that I, I see the potential. Everybody's putting them down, this, that and the other. Well, he goes to church, but let's just be real. Everybody that goes to church ain't saved. Everybody that go to jail ain't a criminal. So we have to be real with it. Um, Uh, mr hannah said abusers are good at manipulation and gossip is a tool they use to shame the victim and it is you know that don't just happen in the church you know it happens all around but as leaders you know in the church we have to um we have to have almost like an open door policy where you know they could feel comfortable to come talk to you um that they can see you know as apostle said they can see you know the christ-like in us you know that i make them comfortable to come talk to it's not easy to talk to anybody about being abused that's one of the hardest things and you know um i don't know i think i was telling you ladies about i went to a um, awareness and you know the pastor was saying "Well, you should have just prayed about it let me put this out here for any pastor who has never been through domestic violence baby when he would hear me outside head I was praying Lord just let me make it through you know I can I can smile about it now but when I lost my child you know through domestic violence I questioned God like, you know, how, how can you fail me? You know, um, why did you allow this to happen to me? Um, you know, I don't understand. You know, I go to church and, and let me let me put this out because people don't understand. At that time, I would go to church, but I was not safe. I was going. I was a bench warmer. I kept the bench warm i went because i felt like i need you know i knew i needed christ i was raised in the church
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i knew that's where my help came from i knew who would you know be there for me i knew who would take care of me but when things happen we feel that god failed us and then if you go to a minister you go to a leader or you go to your pastor and they beat you with scripture But if you was in church, if you was doing this, if you was listen, I don't want to hear that at that moment. And I'm I'm just keeping this real, you know, Um, so. As leaders, we got to stop beating people like some 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 leaders beat them with the word. Sometimes that's not what they need. They need a listening ear so then they can receive the word. You know, a lot of times, you know, and I've seen it, you guys seen it too. You know, we all have social media. Everybody is a preacher overnight. They don't need any, you know, that they, they they let's just be real. They come into church today and they'll minister tomorrow. And then they pastoring next week. So um, how do they lead their flock when they're hurting? we can we we preach you know the goodness of Christ um you know we we preach but is the church truly a safety net if i'm going through abuse y'all can elaborate
2: i think it comes with training um some people feel as though once they're called that's it but the call to preach is one thing to pastor the people is another and you have to have a lot of training to deal with the different things that's going to come in the church. You may have some that come in that are abused. You may have some drug addicts. You may have some that are uh, sexual, addicted to sex. There are different things and different people that are going to come into church. And and I think that if you don't have the, the proper training in it, you won't be able to help them. And the only thing that you will be able to offer is The scriptures, but there is more to what's going on in the world. And I know that, and I'm not taking anything away from the Bible, so let's not get it twisted. I'm not saying that there isn't a cure for everything in the Bible, but you have to know how to deal with the people to get them to accept the Bible, like you said, because they're broken and they're hurt. And if Mm -hmm. you haven't been trained properly to, um, or have any kind of training dealing with this, you, 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 you you really can't effectively help the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't have a problem calling anybody that I feel like has some training in something, um, more than me. I I, I have what I have. And I do have a degree in, in psychology and Christian counseling. I do have it. But to say that I get down in the trenches like you do, no, ma'am, but I need some help. I have no problem with that. Um, because you're hands on with it. I know what I read in the books. I can go back to it and find it. I can go back to it and say what it said. I know how to do what the book taught me, but to say, hands on, I do not. So you have to have proper training or all I can say, well, look, let's read Psalms 27. Let's read this. And they looking at me like, is that all you got to offer me?
1: Yeah.
2: But I have to have more because the Mm -hmm. way that society is set up now, um, my pastor always told me you got to stay on the cutting edge of learning. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. You have to have more than just a call um, because people are going to come in and something that they <clears throat> have, you you just got to be trained in it to deal with it. That's that's how I feel. I don't know what you guys think,
3: Trisha. Have- um, also, going on, along with the training, you know, when, even if you have a church where past some of the leaders have training, people don't want to talk about these things in church. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. Nobody wants to talk about some of these real life issues in church. They want to go preach you happy, send you home. But we need to be be talking about real life situations in the church. Talk to the women. You know, encourage them. I, you are who God says you are. Sometimes, if we look at things in a different perspective and start trying to tackle some other things, maybe they won't accept some of those things. Maybe they'll have more strength. Just don't want to talk about abuse and molestation and sexual abuse and and. and, and, and incest church churches don't want to talk about it at all and I think if churches start being more real and start talking about some practical things as well as spiritual things or practical things happen maybe that would nip some of this in the bud before it even gets to that point it starts with our youth as well when they're dating mm-hmm. our, our, our teenagers what to accept when you're dating what not to accept when you're dating it, it, it starts Way way beyond you know adulthood, you know? Mm-hmm. you know. I think that would help a lot when it comes to accepting abuse. You know, mm-hmm. you know it. There, there's a lot of different aspects in this, and what um, Pastor Bynum was saying. You know, it's if you're not trained in it, you seek out you know others that are trained in it. But we just need to talk more. Start with our youth. Mm-hmm. When it talks about dating, you know, somebody raises a voice at you, you know, it starts a lot of times, it starts well be,
0: beyond yeah. our
3: adult ages. That's
0: right. And I want to piggyback off, Tricia, you know, Tricia,
3: so, you know so, when, um, you know, thinking and about uh, belating, you, and we have to be careful too, to, you know, we, when you say when someone comes to you, you, are they really ready to leave the situation? You know, sometimes people will come to you and confide in you about, about things and and tell you things. Well, are they at the point? You know, you talk to them. What what is making you stay? Why do you think this is happening? You know, are you ready to leave? You know, you could talk to somebody and send them back home and they could get killed. You know, there are sure. there are so many aspects to it. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm a piggy bank of two things that she said. One, when we're talking about teen dating, um, I don't know if everybody is aware, but in February it's called Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. We shouldn't even be having to have an awareness month for teen dating. Violence, you know, we, we it, it shouldn't even be, you know, it, it don't even go together. That's number one. So again, if we are training our youth You know about healthy relationships um what toxic relationships look like what healthy relationships look like you know and we also have to remember everybody is not coming from the same type of home so um you know the love that they may get maybe only at school you know what i mean like that teacher showing them the unconditional love and then they go home and they're not getting that um a lot of times, you know, as a team, you mimic what you see at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if mom getting her head beat out and, you know, or, or, or dad is strung out or something like that. A lot of times they mimic that, you know, or oh, what well, he provides. We never been without, you know, mama driver, a, a LS 400, dah, dah, dah. you know, you know, that they're stuck on the material things. They're not looking at what's healthy and what's not healthy. So that's one. And then two, you know, again, as the church, we gotta be willing to talk about, you know, just just dig deep and talk. Um, preaching somebody happy and sending them home and they going home living in abuse is not helping them at the end of the day. You know, you're gonna preach me happy, I'm gonna be good for a few seconds. But then as soon as I get in the car, you know, my mind is everywhere. Have I helped them? No. So, you know, and that's why it's important that we have these panels. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, getting getting the leaders of the churches to be willing to sit and talk virtually at a round table was the hardest that I've ever mm-hmm. had. And I'm gonna be honest, a lot of times some leaders don't wanna talk about it. And I commend you guys for coming forth, you know, taking the time out of your night, taking a time away from your congregation, your studying. But a lot of times when they don't wanna come forth, it's because they're abusers themselves. Well, we
1: don't wanna deal with transparency. I feel like a lot of times if if, if leaders were more transparent to their congregation or to people they counsel, even in these counseling sessions that you have, particularly with married couples who are struggling, a lot of times these leaders are not being transparent and saying, hey, we kind of went through that too, and this is how we got over it because then it's showing you their flaws and it's showing you that, you know, even, I mean, you're, you're my leader, but you did that too. So, I mean, but I think that it benefits more than it helps because it shows uh, you, you, we are overcoming them by the word of our testimony. And, it's, and it's, a, it's part of your testimony of how you got over that. And a lot of times we just don't, I don't think we honor transparency enough, particularly in the church, and I think that it certainly would would help more. And I think a lot of times with the issue that we're dealing with specifically with domestic violence is gonna go hand in hand, like what Trisha was talking about. We really had these types of conversation about what true submission means in Ephesians. And I know we're gonna get to that part of this conversation, mm-hmm. but I feel like the, the the preached word of what submission means as a wife, as a woman, not say whatever you want to call it has been misconstrued so much that people believe that when we talk about wives and and, and or, or such or women being in submission to men or to their husbands, that that means that you're allowed that you have to you're forced to stay in a destructive relationship. Now I think there's a difference in a disappointing relationship. Well, we're going to go to counselor. We're going to go to Pastor we who got all these degrees in counseling and all this stuff. And we're going to try to work that out because it's, it's, we're having some disappointments in some areas and then having a destructive relationship. When I'm coming and I'm telling an apostle and I'm telling Pastor Brown, he is beating my tail every day. And if you're going to advise me, strengthen your faith, teacher. Pray for him more. You got to suffer. Christ suffered. I think that's a heartless God to say that to us, to tell us it's okay to stay in this destructive behavior. Now, am I a fan or component of divorce? Let me get this straight. Absolutely not. That is not what Minister Pitter is saying. I don't think you should run that inside of trouble. I don't, I don't, if you can salvage your relationship and salvage it, but you can salvage it over there at your sister's house while y'all working it out. You don't, and I'm speaking this by permission, like Paul did. I don't believe you have to stay and go through a near death experience like one of my girlfriends did. Because the pastor told her that as a woman, you are to submit to your husband and you are to take that. And you're going to pray until God transform it. And to attack her faith, I think that's spiritual abuse. Because what you're saying is, I'm not praying enough as a wife. I'm not strengthening my husband enough. I'm not praying enough. I'm not fasting. I'm not like all that responsibility somehow, although I'm the victim, has fallen on me. And now you're attacking my faith. That's spiritual abuse and that's manipulation. That's not God and that is not scripture. And, and I don't know who keeps interpreting it that way. But I just don't believe that that's God's plan do I believe in transformation? Absolutely. I don't believe we wrestle against flesh and blood. I believe we wrestle against spirits, principalities, and high places. I, if especially when we're talking about two Christians here, right? Who are supposedly equally yoked and they're going through this, mm-hmm. right? I believe that it's a spirit that is attacking one of you and and and, and as spiritual beings. There is a way that God has taught us to attack spiritual, to do spiritual warfare, right? But He He, he even told His disciples, "Hey, you're going to be persecuted for My name's sake, sake Matthew. I need y'all to flee to the other city." Did He say it? Am I in the book? I'm in the book. Do I need to get the scripture? Okay, he's in Matthew. He said, "Flee to the other city, right? Because you're going to be persecuted for My name's sake. It's okay. I, it's okay to, for us to provide some sense of safety." That's all I have. Y'all go ahead. I get too passionate about it. I've had friends who went okay. through it. I had a friend who lose her life. So I want to hear from the other ladies.
0: So let me and- let me say this, and I've been there, and and so, um, and and this is why this is kind of touchy, touchy for me. But um, I have an issue. And, and, and Pastor Bynum will tell you, you know, I'll call her now. But I have an issue with someone saying, and, and I agree, um, Tisha. Listen, if we, we think that this is workable, let me go to my mama. Let me go to my daddy house and you, you go wherever. Mm-hmm. But the issue that I have is so many tell you in counseling, you have to be submissive. To that man, you know, and they stay stuck on that. And I remember that from my first marriage. All I, you know, so I, I just wanted to mimic what my parents had, what my sister and her husband had. You know, it was like the perfect marriage. And so a lot of times, you know, I was like, okay, it's going to get better. Statistics say it takes seven times before you leave your abuser. Statistics also say that those that go through abuse are from single family, um, single family homes. Statistics lied. I was from a two parent home. Never seen it in my home, but I went through it. Now, my my ex-husband, on the other hand, seen it in his home. I didn't know what it was, you know, whatever. But, you know, I remember going through counseling. and It was like, you know. Um, submit, you know, if he wants sex, you give it to him, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever he wanted, you know, that's how I remembered it, you know, I was young, so I'm like, okay, I got to do this, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that, and when I went to a pastor, you know, I was told to be submissive, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, you know, I don't know if you guys seen in the questions that I sent you guys, one thing I learned about this whole thing is, and especially with dealing with the church, you can't believe what everybody say. You got to study that word for yourself, and you got to read, because if he had kept going in Ephesians, it also say that you know that your husband should love you the way that Christ loved the church. I don't think Christ is staying no no woman here up. I mean, Apostle, I'm gonna yes. let you
1: in, oh, Pastor, yes. um,
0: you know. <laughs> get but nowhere yeah. in the Bible that I read. Now, Jesus turned some tables, but he won't be nobody here in. He right. won't take it up on here. But I'm going to let y'all elaborate. I'm going to be quiet.
1: <laughs> Apostle, I'll you you mute it. you're muted. you Can you unmute a minute? There you go, Apostle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um,
4: First of all, Um, uh, you know, I am really enjoying you guys, uh, you know, on the different things that you're saying. Um, I can't say that I've been abused or anything. I've been married for, um, 27 years. And, um, so I have, I haven't been in abusive marriage or, um, had to deal with anything dealing with abuse. Um, my mother wasn't abused, so. I never seen um any of anything you know like that in my family I I mean so um wow. to hear so many people talk about you know being abused and being hurt because abuse is not just uh physical it's mentally and mm-hmm. um I, I I can't say that um, I've been physically abused, but I, I look at how uh, being in the church um, I, I let me talk on being spiritually abused when I first came into being a young Christian in church and my pastor that I was under at that time spiritually abused me um and sexually tried to assault me when I was only about 19 just starting out. And so um, I started out very young um, as a young girl going to church about probably 19. And the first pastor that I had um, came at me sexually. Um, All I knew it was pastor. All I knew he was the leader. He all I knew um, that this person was a man of God. And it it brings back, I, I know I haven't been abused by my husband or abused by nobody else, but this brings back so much hurt from when I was young and my pastor, because this is the person that's supposed to protect me, that's supposed to have um, looked out for me being saved. I just got saved. Um, just learning church. We were uh, brought up in Kingdom Hall. So I didn't have a church background at that time. I just knew about um, the Kingdom Hall and um, coming into church and my pastor um, at that time making advances at me and telling me um, I can grow in ministry if I do this or if I, um, you know, do different things with him and. Um, I was just talking about this with my husband and it really brought me to tears because I can understand people in ministry because sometimes only person you know is your pastor or your leader, you know, they like Mm -hmm. a father or a mother figure to you. And um, the Bible speaks on love. If you read through the whole Bible, all Jesus wanted was a relationship with his people. He just wanted to love his people. And I didn't um, understand when my the, the pastor that I was attending church for the first time was making all these different advances and telling me um I can advance to be a Sunday school teacher if I do this I can advance to do this um if I you know do these different things and believe it or not, when I first started church, my husband was um in prison and so all I knew was the pastor and he used my husband being in prison or in jail to say you know he's gone you know i'm going to take care of you i'm going to do these different things and so i was so confused and messed up spiritually um because all i knew was that leaders were supposed to take care of me he was supposed to keep me in prayer and um i used that all that i think that god was taking me through all that Um, for the now for the now and um, I still get a little shaky about it because um, Mm. that was just the first time of me being starting church starting to know God like I should and uh, being um, spiritually abused because I'm going to call it that um, um, at a young age I understand that part um on another level. I know people talk about spiritual abuse um with other things, but he used that to manipulate me at a young age to um you know try to get me to advance in the kingdom. But my God led me. I stayed there, I stayed there a long time. Um and some abusers, some people, victims don't know how to get out because mm. the authority, um you thinking that this is somebody that you look up to? If I tell it, they're not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. They're going to say it's me. Um, but I told it, and I and I and I advise anybody that's um, being abused um, spiritually, sexually in the in the ministry. You got to tell somebody. You got to mm-hmm. open up and 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 tell somebody. Um, that's the only way that you get help. You can't do it by yourself. You need somebody um, that you could talk to and um, let everything out that you've been through. And, you know, I thank the Lord that through all that, um, that helped me to be able to talk to a lot of women right now. Today, I've been married, like I said, for 27 years. And um, my marriage is, and I'm not bragging on or nothing uh, with my husband, it's been successful because of Christ, because of what we went through, because of the, we overcame the hurt. Um, he didn't have a father figure in his life. Um, so Jesus taught us how to love, how to love one another, how to be, you know, to, and, and, and I think that I heard a lot of people say, you know, they look up to our marriage because we got married at 21. Um, mm-hmm. so we've been married all half of our life. And, so being able to talk to people and tell them what we, you know, the different things I, I the we've been through as far as um in the ministry. I, I heard the um the lady of um I can't see mom on my phone, so I can't really see names. <laughs> I just know Trisha and Miss Um and Co Pastor Barnita, but I can't see the other girl name. I I, I really can't. It's Tisha. Tisha um, possible. Okay. okay. So um to talk about being transparent. Um, I think that a lot of churches now we are being becoming transparent back in the day. People couldn't be transparent. You, you was afraid to say certain things. You couldn't open up and talk about a lot of things, but Nick now that's the only way you need to be you. That's the only way you, 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 that you're going to help people. is being real Mm is in your situation, your life will help somebody overcome. Um, the Bible said we overcome by our testimony. So we we now got to be more transparent than ever. You know, all this back in the day, don't say this, don't speak on this. You got to talk about a lot of things that to help people. You got to open up. Okay, this is what I've been through. This is what, what it's really like. This is what's going on right now. And you realize being transparent and, and uh, uh, about your own self will help a lot of people overcome. Um, being in ministry... Is um like co-pastor said, being taught, um, being trained. Um you can't help nobody if you haven't been trained or you haven't been told um mm-hmm. how to succeed or go through certain things. And and not only just in the in the book of you know, uh, studying on it or whatever the case may be, life experience and, and mm-hmm talking to people that have been through this is is great training. I think that's good training as well. And the Holy Ghost himself guiding you um, and leading you um, through much fasting would help you to know how to deal with people. Having the spiritual discernment because Mm -hmm. you need God. Some things you know God will just show you. Some Mm -hmm. people don't talk about different things and some people don't say things but um when you go into the ministry and you like you said and you learn these people these people become like your children so you begin to learn them you begin to, to know Johnny from Susie and you begin to know what a t- mm-hmm. this one off or what you know this one I'm going through they can come in and sit and you can about tell what kind of day or what kind of week or what kind of night they had and and because it's just like you study your children you know your children very well when your, my daughter gets up or my daughter comes in, already know from her facial expression or from this spiritual discernment that, you know, whatever the case may be. And so we got to learn these people. When God put these people and placed them under us, we have to learn them. We have to let the Holy Ghost guide us. And by and by, you, all, you know these people. They hate to say that you know them. But God knows, y'all know, co-pastor Barnita. you know these people very well. After a while, you'll be like, I already know this one here. This one a lie. I already know this one right here. <laughs> it's going through. I already know what this one to do. And you learn people just like you learn your children in the ministry. And that's why, you know, being a good shepherd, you kind of already know what to expect if a person, what uh, a person will say or they open up or whatever the case may be. And, um, We just got to be ready to be led by God to do what we need to do to help them. Um, I'm not, I'm a person that I don't mind calling somebody or asking them, um, you know, about certain things. We don't know it all. I don't care Mm -mm. how long you've been in ministry or whatever. You do not know it all. You can um, act like you know it all, how the case may be, but none of us have not arrived to know it all. So that's why it's Kingdom Network. That's why it's. It's, it's good for us to stay together and 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 um, you know, cause we learn from each other. You know, mm-hmm. I might not know some, but I can look at somebody preaching. I'm not as afraid to say it. I can look at um, co-pastor Barnita, and and she could teach me something that I had no clue about. And mm-hmm. I'm, people, we got to stop being ashamed to say, okay, I learned this from this one, That's or right. this is how I I got this, because in ministry you don't come in knowing everything to do. God got to teach you and you learn from, you know, talking to other people or watching other ministry, watching how people handle things, and you grow from watching it. Life experiences help you to grow how you, and then you go, and when it's time to counsel somebody else, you counsel them from what you know. The Holy Spirit guide you and and then the rest is everything that you have learned and experiences um, and, and all that, I, you know, I, it's just so many, um, people are run to all these mega churches and all these mega people. When you got great leaders right here in, in, in what you call storefront ministries that have been through hell and can help you, they know what it is to come out. They know what it is to be abused. I know what it has been like to be, um, my leader to sexually, you know, come at me. I know what it's like for, um, you know to be um i haven't been in domestic abuse but i have seen enough people to um to know that you know that's not the right way and so and god the holy ghost guide us the rest of the way you know and and the time we live in now we got to we got to pin on the holy spirit more than ever we got to pin right. on the holy spirit and um he will guide you he said he left the confidence and that's what it is the confidence here that guide us, to lead us the right way. And um, so, um, Bernita, I remember you um, you from way back when we were at um, Convergence years ago. And um, I had no idea that you were being abused or being hurt or, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But I remember you coming to me hurt. And I told you, 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 you know, you said that you had, your husband had, y'all had overcame mm-hmm. that or uh, whatever the case may be. But now you were dealing with your new husband. And, baby, I told you, you got to speak that thing into his life. If you want him or, you know, because you it, it, you didn't say that this one was abusive, but you said that you wanted this one to be Christ-like. And, baby, I said, mm-hmm. baby, start speaking it. Put it on your refrigerator right up there. He is saved. He is a man of God. <laughs> and speak that into his life. And you said that you put it on the refrigerator and you begin to speak that into his yeah. life. And, um, and so... We got to use what God has gave us. In this time now, we got to use this lip, because after a while, the Bible's going to all that stuff's going to go to see. We got to mm-hmm. use what's on the inside. That's why he said, hide this word in our heart that we may not sin against him. So you got to have this stuff on the inside. And so we got to start speaking life um, to their situations. And, and baby, uh, um, submit and submission don't necessarily mean I got to bow down or, you know, or be... Uh, 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 talk down or or whatever the case may be because baby if you led by god this man first of all we got to learn as women of god um and teach these teenagers and young women first of all the bible said he that finds a wife finds a good thing and not just all these different people in the church and men keyboard players and all these different folks coming in the ministry and we falling head over heels over because they can play the keyboard they can play the drum and we that running all getting crazy because they come into church that the God said, You my wife. See, that's the problem. We listen, oh my God. We listening mm-hmm. to the enemy. We, <laughs> I'm telling you now. I'm telling you, all these folks talking about uh the uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. you know, God sent me this when God sent me that. It's nowhere in the world, first of all, that God gonna send you somebody that's gonna abuse you if you wait for your husband, if you wait for your husband. If you do it according to how God said, he, you say make your petition known. You got to say to God what you want. What kind of man? God, this is what I'm looking for. I want somebody that look like you. I want somebody that smell like you. I want somebody that talk like you. And then you wait on that. You wait on that. You wait. You wait. It's a high, Um, it's so much high divorce in Christianity. Marriages. Yeah. I, I just can't believe it. It's just christians are getting divorced i mean you be just got married you should not be getting divorced it should not be a high divorce rate in christian marriages if you do it according to the way god say do it and i i mean somebody can agree with me or not but if you wait and do it according to god it shouldn't be a high rate of divorce in christianity or abuse in there but people use their power you got so many uh people in the church that in high places that are using their power to 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 seduce these women or to get these women to, to be submissive to them in in the wrong way and then hurt them.
0: But And that's where the um, Apostle not cutting you off But that's you know we're seeing it and that's Where the spiritual abuse is coming in And you know and, and we're Trying to figure out so let me ask um, You ladies this and um, So Say you are um, Say I'm new I'm coming to you I, I just got me a little Boo but let me Go ahead and make this clear I've been with my boo For 10 years, but um just say for instance whatever you know i come to apostle i come to um co-pastor you know um oh we think we want to get married how do you counsel now mind you you know just use my situation say i hadn't went through any type of healing and you know all of a sudden little johnny comes through he proposed
2: right and,
0: I'm over heels, and you know um, Pastor Apostle, I need you to, you know, counsel me, um, because we want to get married, because that's the right thing to do.
2: First of all, <laughs> knowing the situation that you've been in, I would want to counsel you by yourself first. Right, <laughs> right. I gotta, I gotta know that for sure that the hurt, the pain, the craziness that you had in the other relationship that you're not still wearing that on your heart and you're going to bring it to the other, to this relationship. Right. The first mm-hmm. thing that I would want to deal with is the fact of, have you completely healed from that relationship? Because to counsel you guys together and you may not want him to know everything that you've gone through. You may mm-hmm. not be ready to talk about it with him, um, everything that you went through your other marriage, but because I know you, um, the first thing that I would do, okay, first I want to do individual counseling. I got to find out where his head and wait. First of all, where Johnny oh, comes God. from, let's come see now. Y'all ain't been together this long. And he talking about marriage, I, I need to see what he had. Uh, we, we, we need to see what's going on, what, what kind of background he got, what, 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 what. But for the most part, I would mainly definitely want to know that you're not going to carry that baggage into this marriage. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. I would have, I would want to know that you you've taken the proper measures to be healed from that situation before I counsel you and say that you guys. Before I counsel you guys together and say, okay, I'm going to marry you, but I know that you're still carrying this because that's going to be on my hands. Because if you go into this marriage and you still are carrying that, and things start to happen, what if your tables turn and you now become the abuser because of what right. you because you right. weren't. Healed but I put together through in by the power invested in me by the state of North Carolina. And, but I didn't find out everything that I needed to know concerning the situation. Um, I just feel that individual counseling first and then couples counseling, right?
4: Would be the right. The situation. Cause you need All to bring right. um, just as on that you need to bring your best into your, into the marriage, your bring your best you into the marriage. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, not being healed from previous hurt, you're not bringing your best you in the marriage. You're not being honest with the other person. And so you bring all that in and all that doing is bringing is another damaged marriage, another mm-hmm. damage. Um, and, you, and you can damage another person. He might have came mm-hmm. in, you know, his best, but all your hurt and you, you did, you, you damage him now. So now it's just a damaged marriage. You
0: know, so you guys right, so into the marriage. Okay, so you let's stay go. honest right? Okay, so say we get married, you know, you guys would marry us. I go on to Vegas and get married. I come back, I'm married now. Um, you know, and to be honest, it's not lasting. Um, you know, we, we make it through a year because everybody just doubted that it won't gonna last a year. You know, um, somebody says soul ties. True. All right, so, um, you know, we're in the midst of this pandemic. You know, he loses his job. You know, I'm home. You know, we go through domestic violence. You know, we go through all of this. Um, and, um now we're on the verge of divorce and I come to you, you know, um, and say, you know, well, you know, he's in church, I'm in church, but you know, we just think that this is not going to work. We need, we need to go through divorce. So what do you say to me?
2: You want me to talk to you as a co-pastor or as your aunt? <laughs> <laughs> Then don't judge married in the first
1: place. Go ahead and put on your co-pastor hat now. that what you wanted to say for Go
2: ahead
1: and be the co-pastor.
2: Okay. First of all, you know, you didn't go through the proper channels anyway, and you chose to do this. And sometimes I believe that we can bring stuff on ourselves, um, because we're mm-hmm. out of position with God and 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 you know if god didn't tell you to go ahead and do this and you went on and did it anyway because you didn't want to take time to go through it the proper way and get the proper counseling that you needed and you just jumped up and went on uh i i would almost say that you kind of put yourself in a in a, in a rock between a rock and a hard place but because this domestic violence going on you know did you know that this did you take time to learn this person before you married him did you take time to really find out anything about him before you married him or it could be vice versa. You could be the abuser. Did mm-hmm. he take time to find out what, what you come from, where you were in life before you met him? It's always right. two sides to a coin. Um, right. and, and it's not always women who are getting abused. Sometimes it's men who are getting mm-hmm. abused. So it, let's just say in this, particular situation, the domestic violence is coming from both ends. Mm. So you guys didn't take time to find out who each other was. He could have been in an abusive relationship before. And so were you. So now when, 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 when the stuff hits the fan, there's no job, there's no money, things looking funny. And now both of you are angry. So you spazzing on each other because you didn't take time to really get to know each other. So you feel like divorce is the best thing to do. Um, why did you get married in the first place? Right.
4: Right.
2: Was there love? Was it sex? Was it money?
4: Right. Or was it? <laughs> right. Because see, you but know I've been on both
2: sides. <laughs> I, I've been <laughs> on both sides. So mm-hmm. and I had to take seven years in between mm-hmm. before God sent me Megger. I was mentally um, and verbally abused in my first marriage. Oh, but he had money and he had a good job and I had a nice car and we I, I, I could stay home and I really didn't have to go to work and I traveled all over the world, but he was no good. So right. did I bring that to this marriage or did God right. give me time to get myself together, get my thoughts together, get my trusting back up? It's a lot that goes into when you go into that second realm. But I will tell you guys this, and I wanted to say earlier. When I went to my pastor with the situation that I was going through in my marriage, the craziness that was going on, because he was just a cheater. Um, yeah, we, we never physically fought, but the verbal and the mental abuse was enough to drive somebody crazy. My pastor mm-hmm. told me, he said, Look, let me tell you what the Bible said because you know, we grew up in the holiness church, no divorce. Um, except there be grounds of infidelity. Oh, and I said, Well, there was plenty of that. He said, Well, you free. And I said, So, but I'm a young woman. What, what's going to happen when I want to be married again? Because I went through the whole scripture, baby. I went through everything. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to marry again? Am, am, am I going to be charged with this? No. Mm-hmm. I, I had to find all of that out because I was young and I knew I want to get married again because I was not going to fornicate, okay? I wasn't going to be caught mm-hmm. in that. So hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but you know, I I just wanted to make sure because I was in church and so was he, mm-hmm. but it just didn't work. So divorce was the best thing because his words were God couldn't even make him change his mind. He did not want to be married to me anymore. So that read there was enough for me. That's right. <laughs> So so and I know you had that at the bottom of the flyer. When divorce seems to be, when it seems yeah. like divorce is is um has to, you know, divorce has to come, yeah. I, I've been there and I've done that. Um we attempted to work it out, but it did not work. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to bring that craziness into my my relationship that I have with my husband now. And like Pastor Pia said, we have a great relationship. Um mm-hmm. But we don't go through that craziness and i don't think right. that when he's gone for long periods of time that he's out dating or he's yeah. out with another woman right. and stuff like that because see in my mind uh before we met that would have been the thing so you gone you've been gone a long time who were you with because that mm-hmm. was always the question from the first marriage right. i don't even think about no such a thing now when my husband can stay gone all day long don't bother me one bit right because God healed my mind first
4: before he gave me the man. All right now. All right. So, cool.
0: Go ahead, Miss Antisha.
4: I just said preach.
2: Yeah. He, <laughs> he me, yeah. I had to get him first. He had to prepare right. me for this man. Mm-hmm. And did not bring what that man did into this marriage. So, I mean, he'll tell you he can stay gone. We can stay away from each other for a whole week. And i don't have to worry about i want to america do i want to see doing this i wanna he call this lady no i don't care he's not doing nothing and neither am i and it's never a, a thought in my mind
0: right mm-hmm. and that's a healthy relationship yeah a and lot also, of people don't have that that's healthy
4: amen amen go ahead
0: mm-hmm. trisha She frozen again. I think her phone, her phone keeps freezing. I just wanted to
3: say, too, I think I'm going to piggyback off of what somebody said. Why are you getting married? Mm-hmm. That's one of the very, that to me, that's one of the really many issues.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Why are you getting married? Um, I can speak from experience. My first marriage didn't work. got married for the wrong reasons. And I, it. I was in in the meeting at the time, was not in the place I was. In. But I was thing for me and I can be honest with it because it, it was a mistake. I married him because I wanted to be married it's better to marry than to burn y'all know that scripture.
1: (laughs) yes
3: (laughs) and i can be honest with it and i saw something i knew that that was not i know he was not what god had for me i knew that and you got when you look at a practical experience sometimes people get married and neither one of them is saved then one person gets saved and another one it it they're not not every not often is everybody in the same place that's right so we you have to look at it in a practical practical place sometimes you move further along in Christ and then you're still left back where you met him so it's all why are you there? You know counseling is good but marriage is a covenant it's a decision you made right you know and divorce I didn't want to get a divorce you know I tried to get counseling he didn't want to get counseling but marriage is a decision the covenant that you make, you take the good, you take the bad, you know, what comes with it. But sometimes the root of the matter, like um, Pastor Barnita was saying, you have to get healed from um, your prior relationship as well before you even remarry. Sometimes you will take a lot of baggage from things you have not been healed from, you know, if you decide to remarry. Like I did after ten years, and still hadn't been healed from a whole lot of things. So, marriage is is it's the decision that you make, and one person that grows beyond another person, you know. So, that's a big issue. We don't talk about it. Are you are you both saved? You know, are you even in the Bible? Is this going to be a biblical marriage? Right you know right. there's a whole lot of aspects to that That's sure. you know and divorcing divorce is an easy way out i'm not saying that you should stay in an abusive relationship no like like um i think Quatista said you know maybe your mama house for a while and he stayed there too many her like um, pastor benita was saying count someone individually mm-hmm. is it about the person that you you know you see you know, talk about the characteristics of what love is from a biblical point. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things, but make sure that you get healed. Don't marry somebody for the wrong reasons because they're not going to work. It's just not going to work. Get healed. Heal yourself and then move on. It took me 10 mm-hmm. years and I think um, to God be the glory, I think mm-hmm. I, I, I got the right one this time. <laughs> You know, so. <laughs> Hi, everybody so, is in the same place. Yes. So, ladies, and I, I want to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I wanna say. I want to say, ladies There ain't even no Christ in it. <laughs> and people will marry you. You, <laughs> never, you can find somebody to marry you. Marry you. Mm-hmm. People call you up on the phone. Will you marry me? <laughs> you know?
4: So. Look, I'm going to say this before we go. My daughter, my oldest daughter, it's funny that you just said that because um, she's been dating a guy and he didn't want to do right um, the first part of the, um, the months that she's been dating him. Now, all of a sudden that she is trying to move forward and do things the right way, do Christian things and get, you know, get back where she needs to be. He all of a sudden now... I I just want to marry you. I want to marry you. I want to marry you. And I told her, I said, baby, release that. Keep Mm -hmm. seeking God. (laughs) Release that. Because uh, he just want to marry something that he knows that he's about to lose. Mm. Um, Release that. There's nothing there. Absolutely nothing. You see, Christ. He don't even have your same goal that you're trying to do, you know. And, and that's very important to have the same have the same goals and um he didn't even have the same goals um and it, it, he didn't even want to go through the process and it was just a lot of mess but I should have let her got up here and hear what y'all were talking about and I let me say this Benita, before we before you close
2: out I'm gonna say it real quick I like what Pastor Pia said um when she said, You got to pray and make your supplication known. Tell God what kind of man you want. Yes, um, and I know right. you ladies have heard this in I Survive, but I did. My sister, if she was up, she would tell you, I said, I want a man that save I want a man that love God. I want a man that love yes. music. I want a man that can sing. I want a man that can love the same things that I do. I got a save husband. He preached. He played music. He sing. Yeah. God gave me exactly what I want. Yes. Yes, He gave me exactly it's, it's, what I prayed for, and it was so crazy because it's like God really blew my mind on this. Mm-hmm. The first thing I prayed for, He was just cute. <laughs> yes, Lord.
1: Well, after my divorce, I said, "Okay, Lord, you you know what I want. I'm going to pray for what I don't want. Okay, I don't want this. I don't want that. That's what I learned out of my marriage. I got my top five lists saved, all these things, no children, whatever. I got all five of those. But in in addition to getting those five things that I really want, that was on my top list and I just knew I wanted and needed, I did not think about the things that I knew I don't want or need. And so when God blesses me with my my forever husband, I said, okay, God, this is what I don't want. (laughs) Don't do this, don't allow that. Forever husband. Yeah, you gotta do. It. Why did I get married, Bernita? You gotta do that one. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> we're gonna do that one next year. All right, ladies, I want to say to you, ladies, um, on behalf of Breaking the Silence, we thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come forth. You know, um, I'm going to give everybody a chance to, you know, um, highlight, you know, say whatever they want to say, um, but. Um, I thank you guys, because as I told you throughout this interview, um, me and my co-host, which is Mr. Um, Hennick, we have had a hard time getting leaders to come forth and speak about abuse. Um, It has been hard. The excuses that have been said, uh, why I can't, it's okay. Um, So I, I do, I wanna tell you, thank you guys so much. Um, What I want to say to any of my viewers that's out viewing um, and who will come later and just listen to this interview, I want you to know that there are leaders that are willing to be educated on domestic violence. They are willing to talk about spiritual abuse. They are willing to talk to you about sexual abuse. You know, as you hear here tonight, these women know that it's more to abuse than just being physically um, hit. Um, or physically abused. If you ever need to reach out to any of us, you can. I'm here. You can inbox any of us. Um, and if it's if you just need spiritual counseling, I'm sure apostle um, and co-pastor will be right there. And if there's anything that we need to do, but let me say this to you, no matter whether you are in your home or in his home or in her home, Nobody deserves to be abused.
3: Yes,
0: Don't allow anybody to use the Bible to control you. The Bible is used and was left as a manual to teach us how to live daily, to live Christ like, to seek a relationship with Him. It is not a pick and choose book. It's not that you're going to pick and choose a scripture to bring, they shouldn't pick and choose a scripture to beat you down. That's not what the word of God is. God is about love. He is about peace. And he is not the author of confusion. So therefore, I will say to you, if you find yourself in a relationship that's just confusing, get out, run, forest, run, seek help. If your leaders or your spouse is using the Bible against you, Or, you know, I have to say this, I'm strictly Christian. I know people practice other things, but if the, if it's being used against you, get out. I want to say to each of you that, you know, I can tell you now, um, if you're being physically abused, sexually assaulted, whatever, if you need a domestic violence protection order, it's a piece of paper, but get it, have your documentation. As leaders, if you guys ever find that one of your members need an order, reach out to me. We will make it happen, and I will be with them every step of the way. It's not just about, I don't know if people caught it, it's not just about my organization. We have I Survive, we have Beauty for Ashes, you know, we have the different churches. It don't matter. It's not about who gets the credit. It's about working together, together. to save a life. Mm-hmm. So tonight if we done nothing else. If you if you get something out of getting into a healthy relationship, we've done our job. If you found um, where you need to seek other leadership, um, you know where the word has been beaten on you, and it's not being dwelled in your heart. But I will say to you, study and show thyself approved, okay? You can't just believe what everybody say. Everybody in the pulpits, everybody in the church is not saved. But you have to study for yourself. You have to do, um, I was always taught the five Ws. Why, when, where, who, and what. Write it down so when you're studying for yourself, Can't nobody just tell you, oh, well, this is what the Bible say. This is my interpretation of the Bible. No, get get it for yourself. Mm. Um, So um, I laugh, I joke, but I'm serious when it comes to it. Domestic violence is not just physical. You know, it's hitting, hitting, kicking, intimidation. If you're going through any of that, Develop a safety plan. If you don't know how, reach out. I will help you. If you're going through spiritual abuse, again, if your leaders are just using the word against you, you know, if, you, if you're if you told during this pandemic, oh, if you don't come to church, you ain't saved. Baby, find you somewhere else to go, another leader. And I'm just keeping this real hot. This is a hot seat tonight. So I'm going to let the ladies close out in their own saying. And, you know, um, uplift you, encourage you. But um, again, I thank you ladies so much. So we're going to start with Miss Cartisha, go to Tricia, Apostle, and then co-pastor.
1: Okay, i do this two-minute conclusion really quickly. Vernita, thank you so much for this invitation. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Apostle, thank you so much for your transparency and for your testimony. I know that's going to bless and hurt and help someone. Uh, Pastor Bynum, I shared a pulpit with you. You were awesome. then, even more awesome now. Thank you for all that word you had today. Trisha, I've been to Philippi. I've seen you. I've seen your power. I've seen your anointing. It has been my pleasure to serve alongside you, ladies. I want to just leave a message specifically for married women who find themselves in domestic um, abuse situations. Ephesians 5, 28 uh, commands husbands. It says, so husbands ought to love their own wives as they do their their bodies. So when you're reading that whole scripture about submission, the, 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 the Instructions for a husband is to love their wives as they do their own body. Now, if we saw a man in a corner beating himself up, we're sending him to the crazy house immediately, right? We're packing him up, we're patting him down. He's beating himself because he's supposed to love you like he loves his body. So first things first, and I think Pastor Bonham um, talked about this and I'm almost done. She talked about loving yourself fully first. You have to love yourself fully. He has to love himself fully. And both of you come in as one. So if you're in that situation, do not let Ephesians 5 about submission um, make you believe that you have to stay in that situation and continue to be abused and hurt physically. So again, this message is specifically, and the Lord is leading me for married women in abusive situations. And, and, and specifically, he's showing me physically, physical, abusive situation. If that is you right now, I see you, you have on a red shirt, you have on blue jeans, you have on black shoes. If that is you, uh, this message is for you. You need to seek out help. You need to either inbox Bernita, uh, inbox apostle, me, I'll get you the resources, Pastor Bynum or uh, Trisha. right now, you need to get out of that situation. God loves you. And God is not charging you to stay. Amen. 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 Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Bernita,
3: thank you for this opportunity. Anytime that I can be a help to your ministry, everything that you're doing, my hat goes off to you. You do a lot. You wear many hats. God bless you, ladies. Um, I just want to leave. And um, Cortisa, thank you. You kind of said exactly what I had wanted to say in my conclusion. Um, I did some study on Ephesians five and twenty-one, and I went through it and learn the word for yourself. You know, we have leaders that'll take one line of scripture, and there's so much before in the word about yourself. No. I can't tell you any BS. I'm just going to be real, and I just want to leave this out here too, especially to women who have been married and they find themselves divorced. Be patient. You know, Batista. Mm. Um, she said that she know what she has asked God for, but while you're asking God for what you want, work on you you know whether it takes seven years team you have petitioned to god for what kind of man that you want but look at yourself get yourself healed so while you're waiting for that man of god when you get that man of god you'll know how to
4: treat that man of god god bless you i love you
2: all
4: Amen. amen amen um again i thank god i know i came in a little in the between the middle but i heard some great um advice and great um these great women speaking um, thank you again Barnita, for um let me be a part of your broadcast um, all of you are great women of god beautiful ashes um co-pastor barnita and cortissa um all of you got powerful women of god um and it's good to come together from different places and different ministries to hear um great advice and great things that are going on and and how you handle things um, I I, um, I haven't been in a domestic of, of violence marriage, but I can advise somebody on today to be encouraged. If the man don't look like God, if he don't smell like God, baby, you might need to look the other way. Um, you you, <laughs> I'm telling you, do not be fooled by all these people and all these devils that are saying that they are. You know, God told them that you were my wife. People of God, you know, women of God, men of, and men of God, be wise, um, use uh, your spiritual discernment, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Um, when you are trying to find your mate, um, remember the scripture that it says, he that finds a wife find a good thing. Um, also uh, remember, I just got a few little tips of, of counseling for some of the women that um, in their marriage um, have the same goals be um committed and dedicated um there's always room for improvement work on you first before you try to work on somebody else um mm-hmm. remember that marriage is a process um keep that in mind stay honest in your marriage stay honest with yourself with your mate and yes, bring your yes. best in your marriage um and remember the why I conclude keep god first Oh, yes. And everything that you do keep God yes. first. keep God first and allow him always to come in always I don't care what the situation is allow, allow God to come in your heart heal you um, love you love your mate and um, be encouraged everyone um, if you I'm here if anybody ever want to talk I can tell you how to have a successful marriage of 27 years If you need to talk, I can sure encourage you on that. I can tell you that don't let your leader um, sexually use sexual abuse to advance you in the kingdom of God because God will um, advance you. You don't need him to try to advance you through sex. Tell that devil he's a liar. Uh, If someone is going through that right now and their leader is uh, trying to use sexual tactics, to advance them in the kingdom. I tell you right now, you need to leave right now. Bind that spirit up right now in the name of Jesus, plead the blood over them and get out that church, get out that wherever that ministry is because God does the advancement, not that man. And you don't have to use your body to advance in the kingdom. God bless you all. I love you all. From New Birth Life Ministry, Pastor Pierre Jones. Amen, Straight, transparent, tell the truth. I don't
0: care for her tell the truth that's amen. right amen. Amen. amen amen
2: thanks again um vernita for allowing me to be on with such an awesome panel on tonight you had a powerhouse on tonight i thank all you ladies um for the information that you gave out and i just believe that in this season this is what it's going to take to break the silence um because there are people inside of the church and outside of the church who are living in abusive relationships, but because the church never preaches about it, we never really talk about it. They keep it silent to themselves. They keep it to themselves. So I just thank God for you having the vision to bring this to the opening on Facebook live. Um, you know, as you said, I do I survive and there's a lot of women that come in who are broken, who are hurt um, and 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 we try to help them in as many ways as we can. Um, but I think that this is a great opportunity for everyone to be able to see the transparency in leaders um, in women who have been married and then divorced and married again. Um, that was going to be the title of one of my books that I was going to write, "Marriage, Single Divorce and Married Again, Single Divorced, and Married Again, because sometimes people don't understand that the second time around is really the best time. Mm-hmm. Um You set yourself up for failure the first time because you didn't seek God for that marriage that you wanted. You chose the one that you wanted for yourself. I didn't wait for God to show me and lead me and uh, be seen by the man that he chose for me. I chose one for myself and got mm-hmm. myself kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, So when I speak, I don't only just speak from, you know, I'm not talking out the side of my neck. I speak from experience. Um and, and, and I encourage any leader, um, if you don't know how to deal with stuff, please get somebody in your corner that you can call on. I might can't do the things that you can do, but I can do what I do. And by the time we get with minister Skinner and we get with if elder Redmond and we get with apostle Pia, we'll be able to pull some people out of some things because we draw strength one from another. And that's what it's all about. And in this season, it's not the time to be isolated. It is not the time for us to be alone. It is the time for us to pull together and help not only just the women, but the men as well. Because mm-hmm. there's some men out here that that's really that go through. They go through abusive relationships. But, you know, we see it more so in women because men are men and they don't want to show it. But there are some men that go through abusive relationships and we're just here to help on both sides of it.
0: Amen. 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 All right, guys. So stay tuned. Um, December is going to be a firehouse. So just to give um, give my viewers just a little bit. So December, we will be having roundtables December the 5th, December the 8th, 15th, 22nd and the 29th. The 22nd and the 29th is on the 22nd we will have our male leaders the leaders all talking about domestic violence um Mm -hmm. on the 29th i will have um it's called help a brother out where i have men that are actually going to talk about abuse um i have one who was an abuser until you know he seeked help and so now he's advocating Mm -hmm. so um we will be telling our stories on that the fifth and the eighth. I have women that's coming. Um, we're gonna talk about sexual assault. Um, we're gonna talk about um our life and stories. So if you never heard my story, how I overcame, that will definitely be on the eighth. I mean, we have women who have actually been through a lot. And so it will be a two-hour series where we talk about everything that we've been through. And you know, um your testimonies are your delight. So you need to tell your testimonies how you overcame and um how going from brokenness to wholeness, you know, um getting counseling therapy. We're going to talk about all of that. So stay tuned next month. We got a lot coming. But um guys, thank you guys so much and you all be blessed. Thank you guys.
2: You're welcome. welcome. Bye, Christmas. Bye.